So my dad passed away in 2015. We weren't talking and it took a month for his family to track me down. Before I ever knew he was gone, I started hearing from him in heaven. It consumed me. How is communication with the other side even possible? I left my corporate gig, studied with spiritual teachers on every coast, and worked with my angels to figure out the answers. Today, my mission is teaching you how to raise your vibration, shift your thoughts, trust your intuition, develop your unique spiritual gifts, and connect with your loved ones and angels on the other side. Friends, when you have these tools, life really does become heaven on earth. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis. And today is a very, very special day because we have author and spiritual teacher, Julia Cameron on the show to speak to you. She has written a book that has sold more than 5,000, five, no, sorry, 5 million copies worldwide called The Artist's Way that celebrated its 21st anniversary edition. And she just came out with a new book this January 2022 called Seeking Wisdom. Julia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. You're very welcome. I love your backdrop. I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh, thank you. And for anybody listening, if you want to watch us over on YouTube, this is over there as well. Julia, I have so many questions for you. I want to start with you write a lot in your books. Um, We all have ups and downs, right? And I feel like as spiritual teachers, sometimes people look at you like everybody. Every day is supposed to be a good day. Every day is supposed to be an up day that you're supposed to be positive all the time. And as I've been preparing for this interview, kind of like reading your books and um, just reading your work, you talk a lot about not every day is an up day. And I want to talk to people about that because I think there's this big misconception too that like if you're this spiritual person that you're perfect in some way and that there's no downs, but that's not life. No, that's not life. Life is ups and downs. Uh, And I hopefully write about both with some clarity. Can you talk a little bit about that and like, Folks who are listening to this podcast, they're so intuitive. They, some people come to the podcast because they've been through grief or through loss. Some people come because they're just seeking spiritual wisdom and and direction. There's so many people who come to the show and you're such a amazing, amazing teacher. And what I found that when I'm teaching, some people come in with zero experience. Some people come in having done all of the courses, read all of the books. How do you, where do you suggest people get started spiritually? Well, I would say go back 30 years to 1992 to the publication of the Artist's Way book. Uh, And it was subtitled, A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity. Uh, And it it isn't a self-help book where you sort of pull yourself up by your bootstraps. 
Uh, in, instead, it's a book that puts you in touch with a benign force that lifts you up. Yeah. So I think I would say to people, I'd love for you to start with the basic tool, uh, which is a tool called Morning Pages. It's three pages of longhand morning writing about absolutely anything, anything and everything that crosses your mind. It's a valid form of meditation, uh, and it gives you strength. Yeah. And so you say in one of your books, you said that somebody told you the first 45 minutes after you wake up um, are your most intuitive minutes of the day where you're just coming from source, from spirit. And so if you take those 45 minutes and really utilize them to you call it creative writing here on the show we call it automatic writing just sit down and just connect with god universe source energy and bring through whatever is coming to you that day you also talk about spirituality and creativity that they're two sides of the same coin that spirituality leads to creativity and creativity leads to spirituality can you talk to the audience a little bit about that well i have found that if i coach people into a more authentic relationship with their higher power that what happens is that as they wake up and experience sort of an awakened heart, their creativity comes to the fore. Yeah. Uh, and as their creativity comes to the fore, it reinforces their spirituality. Mm -hmm. So the two things are really hand in glove. I sometimes consider them one and the same. Yeah. Well, and you talk about, too, how creative writing in the morning really helps with creative unblocking. Talk to folks a little bit about that. Well, I, I think that all of us have a myriad of concerns, uh, and we may wake up worried or agitated. Uh, we may wake up feeling daunted by our day. Uh, and what I have found is that if you put your concerns on the page, you're laying out a track for the day ahead. Uh, it's sort of a golden track that, that you lay into the future. Uh, and then I find that what happens is that you happen to your day rather than your day happening to you. Yeah, yeah. You ever have those aha moments? I'm not sure if I'm able to put them into words as much as I feel them within me. But as I was reading your work, what you really taught me, and I had this aha moment, is that what I'm doing as a teacher, as a spiritual healer, is helping people to step out of their conscious into their intuition, which I knew, but you taught me that it all begins with when you're teaching people how to connect with their intuition, it just becomes part of their daily life. And after a while, you don't even have to think about it. It just flows. Yes. I, I think that what happens is that people start writing their morning pages. There are three pages of daily writing, uh, and there's no wrong way to do it. Uh, and so when your critic steps up and says, oh, you're being petty, you turn to your critic and you say, 
Thank you for sharing. <laughs> and you keep right on writing. Yeah. Uh, and what happens is that you're, you're forging uh, an inner pathway to your intuition. Uh, and your intuition begins to flow more freely uh, and becomes stronger. Uh, and the still, small voice that we talk about becomes amplified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the artist's way, you write, don't let self-doubt turn into self-sabotage. Um, I'm going to repeat that. Don't let self-doubt turn into self-sabotage. And as I read that, I heard, you know, sometimes spirit tells me to ask certain questions because it's going to help the audience get to the information that they need. And what spirit said is you had to learn this lesson in your own life, not to let that self-doubt turn into self-sabotage. How how did you learn this and what tips can you get the give the audience to help them avoid allowing that self-doubt to turn into self-sabotage? Well, I think what happened was that I began to write three pages a day. Uh, and it was something that I was doing to pass time fruitfully. I was living in Taos, New Mexico, in a little adobe house, uh, and I had a toddler, uh, and she seemed to stay asleep for three pages a day. Uh, And that was where that came from. Uh, And what happened was that as I wrote, uh, I had the experience of my critic perking up its ears and saying nasty things. Uh, And I learned to talk back to my critic to say, I'm not going to entertain the voice of self-doubt. I'm going to entertain the voice of confidence. Uh, And so uh, I think that what happens is that if people write morning pages, they are automatically moved into self-confidence. Yeah, because that wisdom is coming through, just like you the book title that you have, Seeking Wisdom, it comes through and really empowers you to not listen to that egoic mind critic within us, but really to trust the divine wisdom of the universe. Yes, that's what we're after. Yes. Okay. Another thing is you use the term crazy makers, um, people we choose who act as blocks in our lives and who block our creativity. Can you talk about how for some it's easier to maybe obsess about a past love or a coworker or something that's going wrong at work than to really take action in their own life and on their own creative projects? Yes, what I have found uh, is that we get involved with people who make us sort of nuts. Uh, They do things like destroy schedules, spend our money. They are very destructive uh, and also usually very charming. (laughs) Uh, They charm us into serving as batteries for them. Uh, And so when we are dealing with a crazy maker, we find ourselves reluctant to change. We're we're hooked codependently. 
Uh, and I think that uh, crazy makers give us a run for our money. <laughs> they make us feel that we have nothing, quote, better to do than love them. Uh, and so when we are devoted to loving them at the expense of ourselves, uh, that's when it becomes detrimental. Do you find, though, with some of the students that you've taught, because there can be a lot of narcissism, right, in the crazy makers, um, a lot of narcissistic personalities that come out. And so many of us in the spiritual community are very highly empathic and can be swayed, I guess, and influenced by the charm that the, that they have at the beginning, those crazy makers. One of the things that I find with the folks that I work with is sometimes then they get caught up in beating themselves up for not seeing it at the beginning. But you can't because there's so much charm there at the beginning. So you just really have to let that go, right? Or do you have more tips to that? Well, I, I think when you start to say it's charming but harmful, then you're on the right track. Uh, when you begin to recognize, oh, I had a goal and I didn't pursue it. I pursued my crazy maker's goals. Uh, when we realize uh, that our crazy makers are not our destiny, I think when we're involved with a crazy maker, we usually feel it's destiny. Yeah, it's not though. It's just that saboteur within our heads coming through. Yes, I think so. Friends, when you buy a ticket to one of my upcoming events, you're not only learning more about your angels, but you also get to support this podcast. In February, we're going through the Oneness course all together. This teaches you the basics of connecting with the other side. On February 26th, I'm teaching a workshop called How to Become an Expert at Automatic Writing, which is another fundamental tool in connecting with your loved ones and angels in heaven. You can sign up for my course, Angel Communication Part 1, which begins March 1st to help you hear, see, feel, and know the angels on your spirit team. On March 7th, I'm leading a group healing event on Zoom called Surrendering to God's Healing Hand with Archangel Sandalfun. And on March 26th, I'm teaching a workshop event called Signs and Angel Numbers, a divine guide to clearly understanding your angels. Friends, angel members automatically get access to all of these courses, events, and more each month. We're closing the angel membership registration on February 28th. To join the membership or buy an individual event ticket, visit my website, theangelmedium.com. Friends, thank you so much for supporting this show by making a purchase. Now let's hop back into this episode.
Okay, so one of the things that you write too, and I love this, is quality of life is in proportion always to the capacity for delight. And one of the things that I do, Julia, is really communicate with the angels. I had an experience where my dad passed away, but we weren't talking at the time. And he started communicating with me um, a month before I heard the news that he had passed away. And so I learned to develop my gift and right there whenever I'm working with other folks are these angels on their spirit team that surround them. And Archangel Gabrielle also like always talks about how joy is 50% of your life's purpose here on earth. So going back to your quote, quality is quality of life is in proportion always to the capacity for delight. How do you let joy lead your life? Well, I do a number of things. I get up in the morning and in that 45-minute window that's so vulnerable, I write my morning pages. And then I also go out uh, on expeditions that I call artist dates. Yes, I love this. You got to tell people about this. This is a solo festive expedition to do something that enchants or delights you. In other words, it's a signed play. So I, I do my morning pages daily. I do my artist dates weekly. Uh, and um, I wanted to read a poem that I wrote about angels. Yeah. It, it seemed like now was probably a good time to do it. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Thank you. So be prepared for humor. I love it. <laughs> Angels carry on their wings the weight of many unseen things. Without a prayer, they're simply there. They have the grace to know their place. Never intrusive, their help is conclusive. We ask to be guided, and it is decided just who will help and when. Higher forces are our friend. Filled with compassion, they give us a ration of wisdom and of joy. They help us to employ our native wit and sense without a recompense. Ever sly or simply shy, they hide from sight, lend us their might. In short, they ease our way. And so, say thanks today. That's so beautiful. I love that. When did you write that? Just a couple months ago. Oh, I love that. And then they brought us together. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Julia, how have you worked with angels? Because so much of what I read in um, your work is stuff that they've brought through. And I think that they use so many of us as messengers, but like you call it like morning creative writing. They call it to me just automatic writing. You can spend time with them. And I do feel like when you're sitting down in those 45 minutes in the morning and connecting with them, they're right there whispering to us, bringing through information. How have you worked with the angels as well? Well, I asked them if they were angels. Yeah. And they said, we prefer to remain anonymous. 
So I found myself thinking, okay, well then, I'll deal, I'll call them higher forces. Uh, and I call them higher forces. Uh, and I have an exercise that I do after I write my morning pages, I do LJ for little Julie. LJ, can I have guidance about X? And I ask specifically for guidance about issues. Uh, and then I listen and I write down what I hear. Uh, and what I have found uh, is that the guidance that comes through is often very simple and direct and kind and gentle and above all trustworthy. Uh, and sometimes the guidance will say something very positive and I will doubt it. I think it's human nature to have doubt. What do you do when you have that doubt? When I have that doubt, I, I ask again. Do you normally hear the same thing when you ask again? Yes, I do, or something very close to it. I will hear you're well and carefully led. There is no error in your path. You are on track. Julia, talk to me about a time when you were really scared in your life, right? Like you had all of this self-doubt, maybe a big worry, um, and kept having that self-doubt come in. How did, did you ever have a time where you had so much self-doubt that it was almost hard to push it to the side? Well, I've had that experience. I, it usually comes when I'm trying to sell a book. What, what I do is I write my books on spec. So I, I don't write down proposals. Uh, I don't try and get people to buy the book before it's written. Instead, I write the whole book. Uh, and then I send it to my publisher, and I wait on pins and needles. Uh, and it always seems like it takes them too long to read. They say, I'll read soon, I'll read fast. But fast to them is maybe two weeks. And two weeks is very slow and scary for me. So what I do is I ask again, how will Joel, my publisher, like the book? Uh, and then I hear, it will be received with open arms. And I think, how will Joel like the book? <laughs> so that self-doubt comes back in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I writing the positives and trying to reread the positives and believe them. I love that. You know, one of the other things I love about your work, and I was hoping that you could talk to the audience about this, is you say anger, jealousy, low emotions, they're all a map that they actually point us towards um, what we really want to do in our lives. You write, it tells us we can't get away with our old life any longer. It tells us that our old life is dying. Can you guide our listeners on how you not navigate this process in your own life and maybe give an example of just like 
what it looks like. What it looks like is always a little bit crazy. I have a a sister that I'm jealous of. She's a younger sister. She's very beautiful. She's very, very talented as an artist. Uh, And uh, she's also very happily married. Uh, And uh, I should add that in their marriage, there's a lot of wealth. So I'm, I'm jealous of her wealth. I'm jealous of her talent. I'm jealous of her beauty. Uh, and I find myself saying, I'm jealous of Libby. Uh, and then I find myself saying, well, I better do something positive. And so I take flowers and send her a bouquet just out of the blue, just for joy. Uh, And I find that when I act generously, my feelings of anger, self-pity begin to go away. So I would say the, the key is generosity. Yeah. And sometimes that doesn't even have to cost anything, right? I do the same thing when I have an emotion like that arise within me. And then I think to myself, nope, I'm just going to say a prayer for them. I'm going to ask God to surround them with angels. I'm going to see them having everything that they need every moment of their life, just goodwill, and just send all this positive energy towards them. Yes, I think that's the same idea as sending flowers. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Okay, you talk a lot about purpose too, and you do it so well. And I love your new book, Seeking Wisdom. Um, What would you say to a person who says to you, for years and years and years, I've been trying to find my purpose, but I just can't find it. Um, I don't think I can find it. In your opinion, how is the best or what is the best way for people to find where they're going to find that path? Right, now this is where I start to sound like a fanatic because the answer again is please write morning pages. If you write morning pages, you will be guided. Uh, And I find that people who feel that they have no clear purpose find themselves writing with clear purpose. Yeah. And and when you have people write morning pages, um, a lot of times people say to me, I feel like I'm just making it up. I feel like I, Julie, I just feel like I'm making it up. Um, and then they kind of talk themselves out of really believing. And what I tell them is believe the first loving, positive thing that comes through. How do you help people to really believe that what is being written is the truth and the wisdom that they need in that? moment to believe in? Well, what I say when they say, Julia, what if it's just my imagination? Yeah. I say, well, if it's just your imagination, your imagination is much more powerful, much more potent, much more creative, much more expansive than you've previously thought. So it's all right if it's just your imagination. Yeah. Trust it. Yes, trust it. Yeah. Um, similar question. 
What do you say to people? Because I think that some of the harder students that I've I've worked with will come to me and say, Julie, um, I wrote this down. This is what came through. But gosh, that just seems impossible to me like that can't, you know, like they don't believe that God's vision, God's vision for us is so much bigger than our vision for ourselves. And some people make it out to seem impossible. How do you help them through that? Well, I say we go a little bit at a time. We, we go tiny steps at a time. We write our morning pages, and they encourage us to take a risk. And we think, I can't do that. And a couple weeks go by, and then they encourage us again to take the same risk. And we think, I don't think I could do that. And then we go along, and they say it another time. And finally, just to shut them up, (laughs) we say, it's all right. I'll try it. Yeah. And we try the risk. And when we try the risk, we find that the risk pays off. Mm-hmm. So morning pages are a lever which move you into productivity. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Well, and one of the things that I talk about too in the podcast is that, you know, we're not like, manifesting out of thin air. And I think you talk about this too. You have to take action within your life. You can write your morning pages, but then you have to take action on it to really bring it into your life to take those small steps. Yes, I I think that the difference between meditation uh, and morning pages is that if you meditate, you may have an issue, uh, and you take it into meditation for 20 minutes is the usual rule. And what happens is that at the end of 20 minutes, you find yourself thinking, oh, I don't really need to do anything about that. You've meditated away the urgency. Now, with morning pages, when you write 20 20 minutes of morning pages, what happens is that the urgency increases uh, and you find yourself thinking, oh, I damn well better do something about that. Your move to action. So I think uh, morning pages are an important tool for springboarding you into authentic action. I love that word, authentic action. That's exactly what it is. All right. So I have to ask you this question. You know, if you don't write your morning pages in the morning, do you feel like your day is different from the mornings that you do write your morning pages? I don't have too much experience with skipping them. (laughs) That's a good answer. (laughs) That's perfect. When I travel, I sometimes miss my morning pages, getting up early to catch an airplane. Uh, And I found that my day feels fragmented. Uh, And when I write my morning pages, there's a cohesion and a path uh, and a clarity to my day. When I skip them, I I feel fragmented uh, and I feel sad. Mm. Yeah. All right. So I want to end with this 
there's been so much happening within the world. You have had the blessing of seeing so much through your time as a spiritual healer, a spiritual teacher and author. And if you just had a few moments here to share with the audience of what you think they need to hear right now, what messages you feel like the world just needs to hear right now, not to save it, just to give us a little something to hold on to. What do people need to hear right now? Well, I, I think that what we're talking about is hope. Yeah. I, I think that we have a, a need for clarity and hope. Uh, and I, I think that when you work with my toolkit, you are moved toward clarity and hope. Uh, you begin to see that it's not impossible that our dreams and God's dreams can coincide. And uh, I think that, that I would say to people, please try morning pages. Just try them and see what happens. Uh, and I, I think after the first couple of weeks, people will say to me, Julia, I fell in love. <laughs> it's so with, true. With myself. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Julia Cameron, you are always just wonderful to get to talk to. You are such an amazing woman. You've accomplished so much. And your books just, you can feel as you're reading them, this just high vibrational oneness energy of the divine flowing through. Your new book is Seeking Wisdom. You can find it on Amazon. I'm sure everywhere books are published, we will definitely be putting the show, um, the links to purchase those that book in the show notes. Um, Julia, thank you so much for your time and, and being here on the podcast. You're very welcome. It was a delight. Oh, wonderful. Beautiful souls, did you know that you can book a discovery call with me personally to talk to you about the angel membership, about the angel Reiki school to help you decide which is right for you? If you want to book one of these discovery calls with me, what you can do is go on over to theangelmedium.com, go to the monthly membership tab. And then look at the very top. You're going to see a button that says book a discovery call. Click on that, book your time, and I will meet with you to decide and help you work through which program is right for you. Friends, thank you so much for being here today, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. What we have next for you is a mini meditation to help you set the tone and the energy for the rest of your day. And don't forget to start each morning with the 31-day Angel Success Formula. Those are the 31 free episodes that we just aired in January 2022. Thanks again, friends. Now, I hope you enjoy this mini healing meditation. As you do this meditation, you'll raise your vibration and the vibration of the planet. Friends, what I want you to do is to just get into a relaxed position. If you are driving, operating machinery, need to concentrate, 
then this meditation is not for you. But anyone who is able to focus their attention on it, please join me. Friends, I want you to start by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And I want you to imagine that your socks, your shoes are off and that your bare feet are able to connect with the soil of the earth. And down through the bottom, the soles of your feet are these large roots that go down far and wide into the earth. Those roots go down far and wide, anchoring you into the earth as if you were a tree yourself. And up through those roots comes this beautiful, yummy, tingly energy. It begins to tingle at the tip of your toes. I want you to allow this yummy, tingly energy to just dance up over your feet, around your ankles. Feel this yummy, tingly energy as it moves up over your calves, your shins all the way up to your knees. Feel this energy at your knees and allow it to move up the thighs, the hamstrings, all the way up to the sides of the hips. of your spine, the base of your stomach. And I want you to feel this energy as it climbs up the spine and the stomach all the way up until it reaches your heart. As you feel this yummy, tingly, sparkly energy surrounding the outside of your heart, filling the inside of your heart. Notice how your entire body comes into a gentle state of ease. Allow this energy to move up into the shoulders, into the neck. Feel it as it fills your entire head front to back, side to side, top to bottom. And then feel this energy as it moves through the hair follicles on the top of your head so that you feel this yummy tingliness two inches to ten feet or higher above the top of your head. Friends, you might feel like there's a string above your head lifting you up towards the sky. You might feel an airy floatiness. You might feel an expansive spaciousness. What I want you to do from here is imagine that there is this large opening at the crown of your head. It's the size of a cereal bowl, right? And I want you to imagine that it extends upwards towards heaven and that God sends this loving, peace-filled, 
oneness energy. It's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's bliss, it's ease, it's grace. And God just sends this energy through the crown of your head. It moves through your head, down through your neck, down through your shoulders, and it starts to pull this God energy, starts to pull around your heart, within your heart. And I just want you to feel that for a moment. And I want you to just tap in and notice. I want you to notice that your heart, your physical heart, is one with your body. And I want you to notice that your heart and your body are one with the air surrounding you. that your heart, your body, the air surrounding you are one with all life here on earth, all plants, all people, all animals, all life on earth. And now notice how your heart, body, air surrounding you, all life here on Did you notice how your body got more expansive, your energy got more expansive, and you could feel out into your auric field, you could feel out into the energy of the world, into the energy of everything everywhere. Friends, that is oneness, and you can carry oneness with you in your everyday. I don't want you to stop here. I don't want you to open up your eyes. I want you to continue this meditation and to see that surrounding you are angels. You have guardian angels around you. You have cherub angels holding the space open for you to get into oneness at any time. You have archangels working with you in every area of your life. You have loved ones on the other side. See them. See them in detail, friends, because you seeing them in detail is the exact same thing as you going to them on the other side, knocking on their door, asking them to spend time with you. They love you so incredibly much. They want to spend time with you. They want to develop that relationship with you. When they're there, you're here. I know it's different, but you can still have that beautiful, incredible relationship. All of these beings, your angels, your guides, your loved ones on the other side, they form your spirit team who's always working to guide you, direct you, protect you. Friends, what I want you to do is just take some time with them right here, right now. What they want you to know is that they are working with you all the time. What they want you to know is that they are sending you signs and symbols to show you that they're next to you. 
friends, they ask you to see that they are bringing in gift after gift after gift through your heart chakra to bless your life with miracles. Friends, it's your job to remain open, to believe, and to trust that they are working miracles in your life. Friends, I love you. They love you so incredibly much. Stay open and know, believe, trust, have faith, know like you know like you know that they are working with you always. See you here next time. Have a blessed day.